What's up, guys? Right, Michael Kelly. Welcome to the Bloom 90 Podcast for, I believe, the third time now. Is that a record? Yeah. I think I, it has to be. It has to be. Kirk, right? Kirk goes twice now. Yeah. Yeah, three times with two. Twice in... Uh, Twice in Newport, yeah. once in uh, Collins. Collins' backyard or whatever. Yeah. That's good. Oh, um, <laughs> I haven't been to one of those. <laughs> I'll have to get to the patio at some point this yeah, year. Now, yeah, you've, I mean, now you've made it remote. Now you got remote sponsorship I mean, opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's a fun time. <laughs> uh, well, how have, how have you liked the experience this weekend? Uh, I mean, how long, how long, when did you get up to Newport for like the meetings and whatnot? I got here on uh, Sunday morning just in time for uh, our meetings that started uh, Sunday afternoon. So I was here, uh, I got here for that. I'm sure a lot of those meetings revolve around ViewCon uh, and what what we're going to be doing as a conference. I know Michael Resco touched on it, but where do you see this conference going in the, in the future with 11 members? Especially, it kind of hurts with the Olympic, especially the bad sports, where there's only you know, we're going back to seven teams. Right, right. On, on, the, on that side, where where would you like to see the conference go? Now? Well, that's part of what we uh, did discuss was just getting reacclimated to how it affects some of our Olympic sports, how it'll affect schedule. Scheduling, uh, just trying to get back to the reality of, of, of uh, approaching it with an 11-team standpoint. You know, I think the league's. I echo everything that Commissioner Resco said today. The league is the league is strong. We're uh, we're hitting a lot of good milestones as a league. We, as an institution, want to keep uh, doing our part to be at the top of the conference and everything that we do. And uh, so this this doesn't impede that in any way. It just makes us. Uh, uh, it's going to adjust some scheduling and some championship formats, but. We'll make good decisions on that this summer and this fall, and, and move move forward accordingly. Yeah, it's not it's not like the basketballs haven't been seven teams prior to Wichita State; they were at seven. But right, it's, right. it's nice having a, a nice even number because you know, USF played UCF. They played them six times, and they played another team six times. For the scheduling aspect, having eight kind of rounds out the baseball schedule nicely. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone gets in. Well, depending on how you format it, you know how the postseason format can be. But with basketball, it'll give us a chance to explore and discuss the number of conference games. Quite frankly. Not that I anticipate any definite or imminent change, but at least it gives you some discussion because as our league continues to get stronger, particularly on the men's side, uh, does it does it warrant uh, does does the value of playing games in conference where you don't have guarantees involved um, does that make more sense financially? It does, but only if all the teams you play are strong enough in the net rankings to make it worthwhile. You don't want that to hurt you. Yeah. Uh, so you're not afraid to invest in your program to, 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 to do that if you have to. But if, if all of us continue to rise, obviously Tulane didn't have a good year last year, but they made a coaching change. And, and if they continue to rise up, obviously we're committed to, to rising up. And we saw, we see what Memphis is doing. We saw what Houston did. We see what uh, uh, UCF did last year. And, and uh, uh, you know. Temple. I mean, we're just a strong basketball league, and if we continue to get better, uh, this isn't going to hurt us at all either. I know on the women's basketball side, UConn and USF are still going to play. I feel like Gino and Jose have such a great relationship. I think they're going to try to make that work all the time. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. That's a great. Those are always great games. Um, we're grateful to. Game. We're grateful to Jose's relationship with Gino and. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be shocked if we didn't continue that. I know those two have already discussed it, and uh, yeah, it's a good game for us. It's, it was it, we obviously played them really well. Uh, two out of the three games last year, we we had them had them in, within within really close distance. So it's exciting. But yeah, I'm excited and hopeful that we'll continue to play. Certainly, at least in the, in the sport of women's basketball. Yeah, I'd be remiss if we didn't kind of begin things with. Uh, 
So how much money is raised for the IPF? <laughs> well, we did reach our goal for getting over 20 on July 1. It's kind of an amorphous thing because you kind of keep getting verbal commitments every day and you got to work toward getting written agreements. But uh, that's all I can really report right now is being over the 20 million threshold in terms of commitments. So considering I think when we talked here last year, we were like at eight. And that's that's a good month. That's a good year's work, but it's not obviously still not where we need to go. We got to keep building and keep growing. And um, that that project and that building continues to be not only essential for the future of our football program to, to elevate to where we all want it to be. But again, even the indoor portion of that building is uh, it's very helpful to our entire athletic program. Not just about what we'll move around in the Leroy Selman Athletic Center eventually, but hey, just, just having that type of facility to uh, not just to keep up with the Joneses, but to just, just have the efficiencies of no matter what the weather brings, heat, rain, thunder, lightning, that, that, that we know we can get the training in that we need to. So, hey, it's all a matter of what we can do and trying to engage with the community to try to earn that support. And really, frankly, it's all the, the speed with which we get there is going to all be a matter of who we can find to join our join our stampede, so to speak. So we're proud of what we've accomplished uh, in the year I've been here. But uh, uh, you know, full speed ahead until we get to the ultimate goal. And, Do you have a target date set in mind, or is it just is you know? I'm just trying. I'm trying to set people's mind and focus, particularly on the construction document side. In the, in the uh, I, I, we're approaching as though we've got the money, even though we don't yet. Because I want to, I don't want that to be the holdup. So, so, and it, as you well know, it takes between design plans, construction plans, uh, any any nuancing and changing we want before we start going the full work on this. It has to be done, and so I, I've asked that to be focused and trained by, be ready to go by uh, April of next year. Uh, and so then it'll all depend on how our funding falls in place at that point, whether we can go. Because if we can start in April, it should be a 14-type month project, which would then therefore get us in, uh, you know, in before that 21 season, which is the goal. Now, if there's any delay in funding or anything weird that happens, then that'll be delayed. But I, I'm going to get us kind of uber-focused now and saying, hey, that's what we're going to do, and hope that can be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, where where do you see the, the fund, like, where have you been kind of tapping into the resources? Tempe doesn't have a lot of markets and people that don't just, like, shell out the, oh, right. we, need we don't have a Tilly for me to basically <laughs> what I'm getting at. Yeah. No, it's hard. Where, where do we go from here? It's hard, uh, but then again, we've never, we've never raised uh, 12 million in commitments in a year before, and we did that this year, so you got it just like any business or any uh, enterprise that has, uh, uh, ambition to, to grow that's what we have to have to do so I think people when they see momentum which I think we've provided this year I think people believe and and then now can see the vision of what it can do for our program and so we're just gonna have to keep uh, talking to uh, donors and non-donors alike that can believe in our in our goals and mission at USF athletics and uh, and keep going so sometimes that stretches even into the corporate world uh, we've talked to a lot of individuals to get us this point we're going to continue to do that but uh, hopefully uh, in combination with, uh, uh, with with both sponsorship and with donations, you kind of try to hit both philanthropic and marketing budgets to try to grow it. So we'll, we'll expand that and cast that net a little wider in terms of the corporate world too, um, beyond very uh, generous uh, individual philanthropists as well. So. It won't be from a lack of asking. That's for sure. <laughs> and we appreciate the momentum. Uh, we... we, we we know, as we've talked about, it's not just the big dollars, but it's the uh, it's the growth of the fan base, and that. And I know we all get caught up on what happens month to month, and, and I'm as set on winning games, winning championships, and graduating kids as much as anyone. But we've got to realize that whether we accomplish things in the in the immediate 
medium term or long term, it's it's all a matter of the vision of where we want to go ultimately. And I'm just here to tell you that we will never achieve our goals if we don't build this building as an athletic department. And no matter when that occurs, that's going to get us on that step to long-term security and long-term success and, frankly, excellence. As someone I did see that wrote today, it's like hey, we might be one of the latest to bring this thing to it, but if you look at it, if we can keep building everything else that we can do to uh, with the recruiting that Coach Strong and his staff are doing, with the recruiting that, that Brian Gregory and his staff are doing, we're, we're, we're trying to make the change uh, with, with people and with, with vision and with belief now uh, with the quality of kids we're able to recruit. So as Charlie said last year, it's like, man, look how we're recruiting now. And when we get that get that building, look, you know, look out because we might maybe we'll be one of the later to the table with this type of facility, but we're also going to build a great one and we're going to be the it'll be the shiny new toy that others are going to have to start thinking about when they're going to redo their next one. <laughs> so we'll be ready and it's a uh, it's going to happen. Uh, we just need Bulls Nation to keep being being faithful, being uh, supportive and sometimes patient, but uh it's not lack of anyone trying. It's not. It's really just a matter of bringing Bulls Nation uh, with a clear, unified vision. And I think you're starting to see the fruits of that if we're able to raise uh, commitments of 12 million plus in a year that, which is frankly record shattering. But it's it just proves. I just I feel that we're we're building more momentum about it, and we just have to see uh, see how it comes. Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, from right after the bowl game to today, how how is the feel with the football team? that you've noticed just interacting with the coaches, the new coaches, and the players that are still here. It seems like it's kind of night and day. They seem a lot happier. I think you've, uh, I think your terminology of night and day registers with me. I, I just think that uh, uh, it's just everyone's on the same page. Everyone seems to have good both not only the staff leadership from the coaching perspective, but even student leadership and, and just buy-in, hope, excitement uh, yeah so I agree with you I, I felt really good uh, about what I observed in the spring and that's only continued now as we get now we're on the on the tip of, of camp starting up but uh, yeah I'm excited about the culture that seems to be percolating on the on the football wing right now yeah, I mean, the fans will never forget, but it almost seems like the team has completely forgotten the last half of the season. Um, how important is it that for the team and uh, for the department in general for you know, go out August 30th against Wisconsin and try to upset them and kind of get the ball rolling? Like, how important is that primetime game for the future of the department going forward this next year? Uh, well, well you, it, it's an important uh, every Saturday, every football game is an opportunity that kind of brings all of USF Nation together, whether you're a football fan or not. I believe in that. I mean, every every game day should be a, a great way to expand our brand, to, to hopefully win, to, to give people an opportunity, and for certainly for fans to hopefully just have a good interactive experience that I talked about from my very first press conference. USF Athletics, you want it to be a, an engagement point with the Tampa Bay community, and how could we do a better job of doing that, and I think we're making steps in that regard. But having a major national game at home uh, with the national showcase so there really isn't much else I think US Open Tennis is going to be on that night there's going to be a high school football game on national TV that night and us you know so that's a, that's a chance for our guys to showcase their talents it's a case for our fans to showcase a great crowd uh, in a great stadium and and to have one of a basically perennial top 15 team come in in town um, it's a huge opportunity so I'm excited about it I just, I just want people to at least take advantage of uh, showing off a good crowd letting their team showing off a good performance and you're absolutely right if we uh, we, went, we pull that that went off. That's 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 the kind of wins that springboard a very special season, and 
uh, obviously our, our, pri our eyes are always set on CFP or in this case the New Year's Six birth uh, uh, that could come with an American championship. So that's got to be what we believe in going into it. And it's a difference maker if you can beat a program like Wisconsin. Uh, speaking, speaking of CFP, you worked in CFP before versus the American uh, media days. How does the CFP talk about conferences like the American? Oh, they talk about them uh, in, in, in a great way, and I think the best thing about it with my current chair is uh, is the American has has, has you know, be, defeated all others in terms of uh, the quote-unquote group of five. So to have our have our representative uh, participate in three New Year's six games out of the five years so far is, is great for our league. Uh, hopefully we can get to, get that to the fourth this year and knowing that if it's not in the playoff, it'll be in the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic this year. So I kind of want Bulls fans and our players to kind of, and we talked about it at lunch yesterday, hey, guys, your goal is to you know do what you got to do each game. We want to win the East. We want to win the American. And we want to be in Dallas on December 28th. Uh, that's kind of got to be on your mindset, and it's on my calendar. So it's a matter of how you kind of how you believe in it. If you don't see that or don't stress that as being one of your goals, it's hard to it's hard to get somewhere where you don't don't know where you're going. Speaking of what that Wisconsin game, how many tickets, uh, how many season tickets do you anticipate opening up that third deck for the Wisconsin? Uh, well, I do anticipate opening that up. Uh, we're not ready to do it yet. We'll do it in a similar manner to what we did with the UCF game last year. That once we get to a point where the lower bowl is completely sold. Then we would first open up the uh, the deck behind our sideline. It'll be more visible on on television, and if we get there in a timely manner, then we could consider opening the other. But right now, I, I would like to. Uh, our, my, my goal for uh, USF fans would be to 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 get that upper deck open and at least sell out that one side of it, which would get us basically a crowd over 50 grand. I'd be very pleased with. And that's that's kind of what I've challenged our internal uh, sales group to do, is to, to get us a good solid crowd over 50. We get to a 65-something crowd, outstanding. But 50 is what we need to shoot for to try to get a great, uh, great get our get our brand, our vision, the type, right type of support, and uh, just get the season off to a good start. Because it's been rare for us to have. We haven't had seven home games in a while, so to, 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 to get to get one to get one off to a great start like this would be good for us. Just playing seven home games gives us a little bit better rent too. So that's good. <laughs> You're, uh, you had your first firing and hiring this year. Uh, I know firing people is not the best thing, but you did mm. go out and hire uh, Western Kentucky uh, coach Eric mm. Jenkins for track and field men cross country. Uh, what was that entire process like? Um, I know we spoke about track and field about a year ago. Sure. Uh, about what um, what needs to be done. We need to adjust our expectations, and it seems that expectations have been adjusted accordingly. Where, where do we go from there? Yeah, obviously it's always a difficult decision whenever you make a, a change, whether it's in a coaching staff or in a even in a department. But uh, in that case, again, we've got to look at. Uh, as I look at it, we we want to be. You know, you're going to strive for conference championships because that leads to to national championship opportunities, and uh, that was the one sport at this point in time, consistently over the last four or five years, where we have just been in the bottom third as opposed to the top third. And and I want to. Uh, I want our, our coaches and players to, uh, to always aspire for that championship and be in realistic intention for it, and and that's not where we were. So part of that goes with uh, uh, just time for a new new change, and, and uh, part of it comes to evaluating and doing everything we can as a staff to provide the resources, whether that be scholarships, whether it be coaching staff, whether it be facilities in some cases. But in this case, it just seemed like a, it was the right time for a leadership change, and I think we found a I think we found a gem. I really feel really good about Coach Jenkins. Uh, 
uh, took some time to look at the I learned a lot about the sport I knew I knew enough about it but just just being able to talk to so many uh, coaches and, and uh, folks around the country and a kind of a common theme I just think we found the right fit for USF to find a Florida native to find a person that has been a head coach uh, which wasn't necessary because we've talked to some good associate head coaches as well but to be able to find one that has been for over a decade but yet has has just kind of what I think our spirit of our fans players and coaches are is that getting the most out of everything that you can and uh and he, he's, he's developed basically a top 25 program out of Western Kentucky who, who uh, d- d- didn't even, doesn't have the resources that, that even we do or even committed before in terms of track and field. So being a Florida native, a relentless recruiter, um, knowing how to build a program already, I, I expect that he will uh, quickly get us into the, uh, uh, to the uh, certainly top half and his goal is obviously to bring championships to, to USF. So when you get to meet him, I think you'll love his uh, energy and uh, his wife's family's from St. Pete. He's, a, he's from up in Quincy. Uh, so, I don't know. In this case, it just kind of all came together, and I think we got the right fit for the job. Yeah, I think that was when when uh, you guys announced that I think one of the first things I looked for, where is he from? Mm-hmm. And when you see the guy, Florida guy, and it's imperative to be able to recruit in the state of Florida. There's, especially the Bay Area. Oh, yeah. There's, uh, the track in the Bay Area is fantastic. I've uh, spoken with a couple of high school people, and it seems like they've kind of got the feeling that USF kind of ignored the Bay Area in the past, and I mean, no one really wants, no one would want to go to USF in the last five or six years because the program wasn't up to standard. So it's good to see that you guys are heading in the right, right direction there. And, uh, you know, I think so. So it's important to bring that energy of the Bull U to be very visible in the, in the, uh, certainly in the Bay Area, but really throughout the state of Florida. And and that was part of it. When I look at the roster of Western Kentucky, there were some international athletes, but there were a heck of a lot of Florida athletes that he was able to recruit there. That I now uh, would hope and expect he can now recruit to Tampa even easier. And uh, to me, that's exciting. It's it's a it just you know I like the way Coach Strong and his staff when they recruit Florida, as you know. They uh, they're they're wearing this bull you in every school in the state whether we got a kid there we're targeting or not because it might not be this year's class but it might be some class down the the line and it's always about those kind of relationships so I I think uh, Eric and his eventual staff will uh, um, will extend that USF brand uh, more even more much more prominently than we have been in the past so I think that's good. Absolutely, and, you know, baseball the head coach Billy Mole kind of revamped this entire staff uh, from the guys he's brought in so far have been top-notch guys that Alan Kunkel has been mm-hmm. top coaches uh, in Broward County for a few years now. What have you seen uh, from the baseball side uh, from coach and the staff now uh, since last season and without making an appearance in the conference tournament? I'm proud. Of, I'm proud of Coach Coach Mall. He 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 and I have had a lot of discussions after the season. Obviously, didn't go the way he's he's wanted or any of us wanted, and injuries can explain some of that for sure. But uh, you know, with with some getting other opportunities and with some changes uh, made, it's uh, he really took a lot of time to, to to look 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 at what's going to be best for the program. And, and similar to what I think we did in track, I think he did a great job of just finding a uh, fit uh, fits for for what, what what not only what we want to be and what what. Uh, Going to suit us, but being realistic about what we have resource-wise to, to offer, and uh, hopefully building by uh, being very transparent about that, 
my hope and what we really need to continue to hope to do a better job of is is we need to gain some consistency on our staffing. And I know it's hard because if, if, if people get P5 opportunities, which is what happened in some cases on the baseball staff, sometimes we can't compete with that resource-wise, uh, salary-wise, and I think. So there's some logical turnover that's going to happen there. So you want to find folks that are hungry, want to be there, you know, you, you want to be here and buy in. And I think he's found some uh, some guys that he's, he knows, has confidence in, has a relationship with, and obviously just seem to have good recruiting, good teaching skills, but then also just good recruiting uh, contacts and skills in the state of Florida, which is the most realistic thing for us to do. So, so I, th- I think he's done a great job uh, in his process, but yet still working pretty swiftly to, to still meet some of this key uh, recruiting season that we've now hit, obviously, in baseball this summer. So when the IPF is built, it's obviously going to, it's going to be a football facility, but it's going to be used by other other sports as well. Absolutely, uh, we should. You know, I always want to keep making clear when we talk about USF Football Center that uh, that there, there's weight room and offices and lounges and uh, auditoriums that are all kind of dedicated specifically to football. But uh, but basically half of that project or a big part of it is also the inter, in, indoor practice facility. So I don't want fans to always just say indoor practice facility because that's just really just one part of it. We, we, we could we could put up a tent tomorrow and, and be covered from the <laughs> from the rain, but you want to do it right and you want to do it for everything. But so to answer your question, the U.S. Football Center, U.S. Football Center side of things, there are a lot of things that are exclusive to the, the football, but the indoor practice center facility itself will be uh, will be used by, by everyone that needs to in the in the certainly the athletic community, if not the university community, because <laughs> it's a great uh, it's going to be a great great facility that, that our university deserves, quite frankly. This is, uh, this is the first month for uh, President Carroll. Uh, yeah. Have, have you talked to him? What, what have your conversations been like? Yeah, you know, we haven't been able to spend as much time together as as, as we will in the future, but we've have we've 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 we have had great discussions. I really like uh, uh, everything we've encountered so far. I, I think we're going to have a. Uh, a great relationship. He's very process-oriented, very thoughtful. He's very knowledgeable about sports. So for me, it's going to be my job to educate him on why we don't what we have in the past, what we need to do in the future, in my opinion, and see how that, that jives with him and the Board of Trustees. But all indications right now are that he's uh, uh, committed to, to our, our athletic success, and and uh, I think he's going to do everything he possibly can to help us get there. So I'm, I'm very... Uh, Pleased and excited to talk to him, and it's been helpful that he came as provo- came to us as from provost as at SMU. So he's already been in the league. He's very familiar with things. Uh, very strong academic background. So he's not going to let us. He's not going to have any steps back on that from the university standpoint. But it's clear to me he, he understands it, and the best thing is he wants our success, which is great. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, so next coming up is uh, basketball going up to Montreal. Yeah. So this is uh, I live in Canada, so it's kind of a cool thing for you guys to come up. What goes into you know having a having a, a, a trip like that for, for basketball? Well, it's a uh, it really couldn't be better time for us. You're allowed as a you can go on a foreign tour if you will in the summer every four years. So it's been four years since we did it last, and and so Coach Gregory was had it in his plan pretty early after he got the job two years ago to make sure we went somewhere. But uh, um, again, with the type of year, way we close out that year, and so many guys coming back, and a couple key folks that were sitting out, and a couple key folks that are coming in. I mean, we couldn't find a better time to get some extra practice, and then I'll go up and play four four games and just uh, and have that good uh, kind of cultural bonding too. Oh yeah, <laughs> there are some good teams. So I I, I, I saw I've kind of looked up at who some of them have beaten some teams yeah. recently and everything else. So I'm just delighted about this uh, 
about this uh, opportunity for our men's basketball program, and we'll we'll go somewhere with our women's program next year. So uh, uh, that'll be good too, because we'll have we have a lot of new players coming into women's basketball. So it's a special opportunity to again get get team chemistry, team bonding, and then most importantly, just playing together, playing against competition, and and the extra practice. So couldn't have come better after the way we finished off the season, and then hopefully gives us that much extra extra oomph to head into what uh, what we hope bears. Uh, uh, and NCAA tournament appearances next year. All right. Uh, thank you, Michael Kelly, thank for joining us. Thank you, podcast. guys. Uh, go enjoy the rest of your day and safe travels back home. You too. I can't thank you guys enough for being here. It's, uh, no it means it's a lot fun. that you're here. Thank you. Thanks.